Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Patriot to the Core podcast. I am Thad Forrester. Thank you for joining us again this week. We have uh, Carter Henry as our guest, and she is a member of the Navy. And I've got her on because she recently um, organized and wrote a book called The Hero Workouts. And uh, if you're familiar with Hero Wads, uh, that's very, I think that was actually started in the CrossFit community, I do believe. And uh, so she started doing these Hero Wads, which are workouts of the day. And she realized she wanted to really understand the background behind them uh, because they are named for a fallen hero, whether it's uh, military personnel or uh, some first responders. Uh, And so she realized there just wasn't enough information out there, she felt like. And so in these gyms were hosting these wads, but people didn't really know about the the backstory. So she went in search of uh, these people and how they died, how they lived, and why the the workout is named after them. And then so people who do the workout can kind of understand the backstory and see that they were a son or a husband or you know a mother or a sister or a, or a father so anyway they, they are someone's loved one and it's great to know the backstory behind all these people so it's an awesome book she's got a picture of each person she's got uh, also not only things about themselves about the the fallen but also uh, maybe different foundations that they started organizations that their family started and um, she also gives details of the workout itself and explains maybe if you, you know exactly what to do for men and for women. So it's a great book. Uh, it's it's really good. I think gyms that, that that CrossFit boxes should have this, and that way when you do a wad for someone that you, you don't know personally, which is almost always the case, you could actually read about them. So I'm glad to have Carter on, and we'll bring her in. Uh, Carter Henry, welcome to Patriot to the Core. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I, you know, we mainly want to talk about the book, uh, The Hero Workouts, that just came out. That, and I got mine in the mail, I think, uh, almost a week ago. I pre-ordered it. But first, I would just like to, you know, what can you tell us about you and your background that would even, maybe even make you be interested in doing something like this? Uh, so I joined the Navy uh, in 2011, uh, graduated from officer candidate school in 2012, uh, bounced around the country with a couple of duty stations, getting ready for my fourth deployment overseas. Uh, and, and just in doing that, I've had a lot of exposure to uh, the stories that come in the book and some of the people. I'm, I'm thankful to say that nobody I know personally has ever been killed in combat, but I don't think there's a single person I work with who doesn't know somebody or hasn't been affected by the death of somebody they care about. So that was a lot of the motivation in getting the book started. So have you always been uh, active and, you know, exercised? Uh, I was not until I joined the military. Uh, getting through college, I just kind of kind of coasted and getting ready for officer candidate school. It was found out I had to learn how to do push-ups. And then a few years later, I found out I had to learn how to do pull-ups. And uh, so it's been it's been a slow, steady progression to fitness. That's an interesting, uh, brings up an interesting point. How many pull-ups do you have to do? I. Uh, for one of the jobs I had, I needed to be able to do six. I've gotten up to ten, but that's that's as far as I've gotten. Hey, that, that's good. Ten, ten is is definitely good. What about pull-ups? Do you do? Is it regular pull-up? I mean, I'm sorry, push-ups. Is it what we call girl push-ups? Uh, nope. Got to got to do strict strict real push-ups. Okay. No, okay. uh, the assisted or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many of those do you have to hit? Um, for us, the maximum we need is is fifty. So I usually shoot for at least that. Wow. Okay. 
Wow. All right. So what about, I mean, were you, are you athletic growing up? Did you play sports? No, I did a little bit of high school track, um, but it wasn't for me. I was the one trying to throw a shot putt in the background. Wasn't, uh, was not my natural talent. So I tried a little bit of CrossFit when I came into the military. It was popular just getting started at the time. And now I just kind of do a little bit of everything. I absolutely love to swim. Running's okay. And, uh, weightlifting is where I try to spend most of my time. Okay. Are you able to do it as part of your job? Uh, yeah, we, we definitely get allotted time to go work out and stay fit. So that's always appreciated. Um, great pool nearby our base outdoors and yeah, so definitely take advantage. Nice. So let's talk about the book. It's called the hero workouts book. And I'm curious, will you just give us the background of how in the world this got started and, you know, and how, and I'm here interested too, in how you chose the workouts that you did. Sure. Um, so I was away at a uh, training course and just kind of talking to some friends who were into CrossFit. And uh, it, it came up, uh, I think, a friend of a friend, his her, her husband had died and uh, was in the book. And I'll be honest, I never spoke with her, so I, I won't say who that was. But she, uh, hearing the story and, and unfortunately hearing a little how what the disparity was in the CrossFit gyms, how they did these workouts, um, I met some gyms that did kind of just did the workout kind of said who the person was and then you'd see comments online with yeah a good workout let's go get a beer and I kind of thought it missed the point of what the hero workouts were supposed to be about um I ended up reading an article and I wish I could remember the author's name he's some fitness coach um called the proper way to do a hero wad and it was very much about taking the time to learn about the person and then finding a way to make the workout valuable. And his thing was pass the hat around, throw five bucks in and give something back to their family charity, their scholarship, whatever it is that is in their honor. So that got me thinking. I uh, had tried, I set out to do 52 hero wads in a year, one, one a week. And I wasn't benefiting anybody but myself in doing that. I was just getting stronger. I wasn't helping anybody. So in, in talking to these friends who were into CrossFit and a couple of gyms and, uh, you know, I, I saw that there was a nexus where there was a gap. CrossFit only provides a couple lines on each of these people. And then it's on a gym or an individual to go research these people if they want their legacy and their story put out with the workout. So creating the book was kind of the shortcut to that. Who was this person? What's their workout? And how can I give my money or my time back in their honor. So how did you come up with, uh, the, why did you choose the ones you did? Or was it just random? Because there are definitely a lot more out there that exist. Oh, there are. And I'll, I'll say now, I very much want to do a second volume because there are that many. You know, this is just the first hundred. Right now, I think I have a list of 160 and I'm probably 80 to 90 behind. Um, the it, I started, I basically went on to CrossFit, um, had their blessing, of course, that the workouts weren't copyrighted and that this was good to go. Um, went through and just wrote down every single one I could find dating back to the first day of their public blog. And Which was uh, when? Very, that, oh, that was maybe 2006. Okay. Wow. And, uh, yeah, because I want to say the first one, the first official one wasn't Murph. It was uh, Mike McGreevy's workout. And then shortly thereafter was Murph, which is pretty famous. It's always done on Memorial Day. And uh, I, I kind of started with what I felt were the core workouts, the oldest ones. And then when I got into the newer ones, I, I had to start diverting to the ones that I felt were the most readily available to, to find information about. 
And I also try to make an effort to make sure all of the services and um, a lot of the first responders and law enforcement were represented. Um, there's unfortunately a lot, a lot of Army guys just with uh, the way the recent wars have gone. Mm-hmm. So there was some math that went into deciding who would be represented. So what stories stood out to you the most? Um, well, there's there's a couple. Um, I'll say Indian uh, 617. Uh, that one was important to me because I was in the strike group where those two pilots were killed. Um, and then I'm, I'm in San Diego, so the, the gym that hosts that workout, um, that one was kind of personally important to me. Uh, I can say, honestly, your, your brother's workout stood out to me. Uh, that was the very first one that I wrote or researched. And that selection was random, but his story ended up not being. Um, it was one of the ones I spent the most time researching. And uh, one of the one of the more remarkable people. Um, and I'll also say I think Michael Weston, uh, his story was really amazing because of the just the irregularities in his service. He was a, uh, I believe, a Harvard educated lawyer who joined the Marine Corps infantry in the reserves and then eventually became a JAG officer. And uh, reading his story, just absolutely unique person and uh, really unique service. And and again, I I could go on. There's so many of these people had so much more I wanted to put about them, and there just wasn't room, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the, you do a great job of describing the people, and uh, and and I'll just take you. So you spoke of my brothers. So for those who don't know, uh, my brother Mark's wad hero wad is called Jag Two Eight. And so your book does it. You do a great job of explaining Mark. And by the way, thank you for spelling his last name correctly. Because you, you may not know that that is that is commonly misspelled, like ninety eight percent of the time. Um, so so whenever anybody does anything on Mark, I always make sure I stress I make make <laughs> make sure you get the spelling right. <laughs> uh, but you also clarify. Uh, the um, because one of the things so Mark's wad is you're gonna run 800 meters, 28 kettlebell swings, two pood is the weight, which is about 70 pounds, 72 pounds, something like that. Uh, then you're gonna do 28 strict pull-ups, 28 kettlebell clean and jerks. That's two pood again in the weight, and then 28 pull-up strict pull-ups again, and then run 800 meters. So, um, but I like how you clarified that the the kettlebell Clean and jerks are for each hand. So, so two poo oh, for each hand. Because there has been some confusion. You know, I've done this work- workout several times at a few different gyms, and sometimes people have wondered, okay, are we going to do fourteen on each hand or or twenty eight? And so, I'm, I, I like how you clarified that because, and I would expect only the hardest to be official anyway. <laughs> No, that's good. That's a killer, and I know uh, I know Mark's friend who actually put that wad together and submitted it. Uh, he did it at his gym in Nebraska, him and, and the box owner, and then they submitted it, and you know CrossFit officially adopted it. Do you know how that works? When uh, how, how do they get? How does a wad hero wad get created and then adopted by official CrossFit? Well, I, I can only speak to it vaguely. Um, so a, a friend of a friend also um, was roommates with a guy who was who was killed. And when he and um, the guy's fiance uh, put together the workout, they said they basically just submitted it up to CrossFit with his bio, who he was. And um, this is, I think, actually worth mentioning. So there's another workout in the book called Legion 8. And Legion 8 is a memorial workout, but it's not a CrossFit workout. 
And I, I bring that up because uh, talking to the guy who runs the workout, uh, he had said that they could not get approval from CrossFit for it to become an official. And he believed it was tied into the fact that all of the eight people that were represented in the workout were not all CrossFitters. Now, I don't I don't know if that's true or not, um, because I've certainly seen some that I, I I had nothing to believe that all the people in the workout were CrossFit. So I think there's some there's some vagueness in the process. And uh, I would one day like to clarify what that is. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I would, too. I mean. I know my brother did do CrossFit. I mean, he kind of did it more on his own, but he he definitely got in his own kettlebells and he introduced it to some folks uh, at his fire base. I know in Afghanistan. But what what um, workout was the most difficult for you? Well, I can't. So I haven't um, the fifty two I did. Most of them are on in the book. Um, I would. They were all really hard in some way or another. another. And I remember, um, again, uh, Weston, Michael Weston's workout snuck up on me. I remember I was out in a tent gym doing that one. And it has uh, a bunch of rowing and then waiter carries with kettlebells. And I have never felt like my forearms were going to fall off like I did during that workout. <laughs> I, I looked at it and I said, oh, I'm kind of tired today. This one looks pretty achievable. And by the second round, I was very much regretting it. Um, I would also say uh, Michael Strange's workout, um, titled Strange, was extraordinarily difficult. Um, weighted pull-ups, and uh, it's running, weighted pull-ups, lunges, and thrusters, and that combination, again, by the it's eight rounds, and by the second one, you're questioning your decision Ooh. to do the workout for oh, sure. That's a burner, yeah. Wow. What, what about... Um... I mean, I'm looking at some of these here, and there's <laughs> there's some that stood out to me, like Griff. All right, okay. so, so I love Griff. That's a good one. Wow. I mean, so I just want to I want to mention this is Staff Sergeant Travis Griffin, and uh, he was killed in 2008. And you look at the workout, and it says two rounds for time. So it's very short as far as the list. You're going to run 800 meters, and then you're going to run backwards 400 meters, and you'll do that two times. What in the world is that like, running backwards? <laughs> uh, so both times I've done this workout, once was on a straightaway, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, the other time was on a track. It's definitely confusing. Your body doesn't know what's going on. And uh, both times I was remarkably sore. You're using muscles in a way you just don't usually use them. So even if you knock this out in, like you said, not a very long period of time, uh, you're hurting the next day. <laughs> Definitely hurting. Yeah, I, I, I can see how some of these are deceptive. And my dad, you know, thank you, you sent my parents a book. And um, my dad had said, that some of these don't look that hard. And I was like, Dad, just, they're deceptive. <laughs> I mean, they may look, they may have a few items, but look how many rounds you got to do or, or if you've got to do it in a certain period of time. I think, yeah, they're, they're pretty tough. Um, look, looking at uh, Lieutenant Brandon Looney. And, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm familiar with him because I read the book Brothers Forever. I, mm -hmm. I know the author of that book, Tom Saleo, and I've I've uh, I've had um, you know, Brandon was good friends with Travis Mannion, and so mm -hmm. Travis Mannion's sister has been on the podcast uh, talking about the Travis Mannion Foundation and him. But so Looney is uh, seven rounds of running 400 meters and 20 overhead lunges with 95 pounds if you're a male and 65 pounds as a female. Is that what that's for? That's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, first glance may look at like it's not too bad, but I'm sure that's a smoker. 
Uh, yeah, and, and you know, the great thing about these workouts is it really is what you what you put into them. Um, I will say that I with some of them, it was absolutely just completing them was maximum effort. And other ones, you know, that if you just push a little bit harder, it'll it'll be that much worse for you. Um, and so ones like that, you know, you're moving quickly and you're moving with a purpose and it, it'll get you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to will you explain the um, the seven the seven, you, yeah, sure. that one, that one's touching too, especially because uh, I want to talk about the three wise men. Is I guess I think they're part of that. Sure. So just the story behind it. Yeah, yeah. Will you? Yeah. So the seven is dedicated to a, a mixed bunch of people, um, and it, it's around. You know, it was made popular with the story as Zero Dark Thirty, um, the movie, uh, but that was on Ford Operating Base Chapman, and uh, that was a suicide bomb attack that killed a mix of uh, security personnel and uh, CIA agents. So that was, um, that was, that was definitely a unique workout for sure. And then what about, uh, so as part of that, you've got the Mm -hmm. wise brothers. Yes. Um, And that's very sad. I mean, you know, I'm also, I'm very sensitive when it comes to a brother, you know, a, a sibling, especially a brother. So you've got three brothers that end up all joining the military Two, mm-hmm. two of them are killed separately, and so the third one is who the surviving brother is in non-combat duty now. Is that accurate? That's right. And they, uh, the the family, the Wise family, is one of the only uh, double gold star families in the country. I think the last published statistic I read was like six or seven families that have two gold stars in the whole country. Um, oh wow! And it's yeah, it's it's definitely a rarity to lose not one child but two. Um, and they now have the their own foundation, the Three Wise Men Foundation, and uh, they're local here to San Diego. Um, I've spoken to a couple people with their their uh, organization, and they do great work. Um, very veteran focused. Um, yeah. So Bo, the youngest brother, is still serving in the Marine Corps. Yeah, that that is this yeah, breaks my heart. Do you know what the rule is now? Um, I mean, I, you know, most of us have seen Saving Private Ryan and. But what is the rule if you've got brothers or siblings serving? Is it if one is killed, then another one cannot be in combat? Or, or is there a rule or what? So I read about this a little bit, and I, I couldn't exactly find like the standard military guidance per se. But um, the article, I think it was the Washington Post that did a really long article on the, the Wise family. Um, the commandant of the Marine Corps technically has the power to remove somebody from a combat role. But at the same time, they can't necessarily tell that person to do it so reading the article the what i got from it was that uh Bo had willingly stepped out of, of combat knowing um what the loss of two children had already done to his parents yeah so yeah. but the the commandant you know can can authorize that um so it, and like it's like i said it's such a rarity um just a very unique case with their family yeah yeah it is yeah i'm really glad to i was not familiar with the, the seven or the three wise men. So see, I mean, this is, I mean, it, it's more than just workouts, right? It is great to get the backstory. And, you know, when we do the JAG 2-8, I mean, I usually speak to the group beforehand and tell them about Mark and, and the meaning. I mean, what why you do the pull-ups and why they're strict and why they're 28 and why you start with a run and end with a run. And because the guy that created it, you know, explained to me why they did what they did. And, and so uh, I know this, I remember this last year, in uh, February, we did it in Tuscaloosa at a gym. We've done that several years, and 
a friend of ours, she had wanted me to, you know, to talk about Mark, and I started talking about the foundation and how thankful for the money that they've donated because it goes to the foundation and what the foundation does. So they understood that, and I just kind of got caught up, and I just didn't really share about Mark. And I know mm-hmm. it can't bother her because she's very passionate about, you know, talking about him. And and I, I, I felt bad because that's I should have explained that because I can't, you know, I shouldn't automatically assume that, oh, well, they've heard me do this every year because there's always new people. Right. And, I mean, that's the beauty of this book. I mean, they, the people that do these hero wads need, need to get this book. Uh, and, they'll, by the way, there'll be a link to it. Definitely. Oh, great. Is, is there a better place to get the book besides Amazon or is that just where you, where you send people? So I'm very much hoping that it's going to be available um, at Barnes and Nobles soon. Um, they're also working on the ebook, um, which I know we've had some requests for the, you know, the Kindle copy. Yeah. Um, right now, the theheroworkouts.com has all of the the sources for availability, but yeah, Amazon's pretty much been the primary so far. Okay. So what's been the reaction from family members that you included in, in here? And did you have anybody that didn't want their that didn't want to be included? Well, so uh, I wasn't really sure how to proceed when I started this. The right answer to me seemed like to reach out to any to do my due diligence um, in kind of investigative journalism, if you will, and to try to find as many family members, friends, associates as I could to get the at least not not just the ground truth and to make sure to get my facts straight, but also to try to reflect who they were as people. I was I was somewhat successful. I got a hold of a lot more people than I thought I would. Um, but of course, when when there is the loss of a loved one, not everybody responds publicly. So not every person, um, you know, has an organization, a foundation, or a scholarship that is an outward face to their their family's loss. Um, so in saying that, I got a hold of a lot of people as this went on, and for the most part, I had a very positive reaction. Um, some families embraced it. They they wanted to fact check. They wanted to see what I was writing. They wanted to tweak. They were very involved, and it was it was great. There were facts and stories I got that I don't I don't think were published or otherwise out there, and I, I really enjoyed sharing those with them. Um, right before we published, I got a hold of a few family members because I had actually emailed. Uh, in one one family in particular, I emailed the Sons Scholarship Foundation, which was maintained by an area foundation, and they contacted his mother, and she contacted me. And uh, at first, there was some trepidation about, well, what is this? Why is my son being included? Um, you know, wanting the backstory. And by the end of the conversation, um, everything was great. She proofread everything I had, loved it, and we were good to go. So across the board, it's been really positive. I, I think a lot of that is because the book is benefiting um, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. And, um, yeah, it, it's actually been a very positive response. Uh, nobody's asked to be discluded that I've, I've contacted and I've tried to be as outward facing about what this is and the intent of it. So, very yeah, so, positive. so why did you choose the Special Operations Warrior Foundation for the benefits to go to? Um, so being in the Navy, my first inclination was to go find a Navy organization and it became very clear to me reading these books. I mean, these aren't all Navy people. They're not even all military people. Um, and so I will say that, you know, using the Special Operations Warrior Foundation is not fully inclusive. It's not, um, you know, they're not firefighters and police and, and what have you, but, um, they do 
have a tie-in to all of the major military services. And that's what was important to me is because I, I wanted people that bought the book to know that they were giving to an organization that um, wasn't discriminatory to one service. And so, and I think especially um, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation, um, they give full scholarships to uh, children whose parents have been killed in the line of combat under the Spec Ops uh, service umbrella. And I think almost anybody can align themselves with that cause. You know, there's really nothing, uh, again, discriminatory about that. Yeah, you, well, you picked a good one. I mean, we, we've been a big fan of, of the Special Operations Warrior Foundation ever since the death of my brother, and we've, we've supported them. So I think it's great that you're doing that. What, what's been the reaction from, you know, the military or from the CrossFit community? Um, so... CrossFit, uh, big CrossFit, we'll say corporate CrossFit, um, they don't typically, you know, endorse any kind of product or anything. So other than making sure they wouldn't sue my pants off for writing about the hero workouts, I've had very little interaction with them. Uh, we, so I, I think it's growing. Uh, I'll say I just recently started an Instagram account for the book. I have no social media, so this is all new to me. I feel like a dinosaur. Um, but that's been a positive reaction. A lot of small CrossFit gyms have picked it up. Um, a lot of word of mouth is getting out more of a grassroots type thing. Uh, and then military, uh, you, know, you and I talked a little bit before about um, they're very cautious when people, of course, go outward outside of the military with outside employment or, um, you know, outside in, endeavors. So there was a lot of uh, fact checking and, and filing of documents with them to make sure that I was uh, safe in what I was doing. And uh, generally, generally supportive. My home command especially has been very excited about this. Um, they can't, you know, make statements of support publicly, but they they like what I'm doing and they think it's very unique. So yeah. that's been appreciated. Yeah. So are you working on a volume two? Is that what you said? I, I haven't yet. Um, just frankly, I'm getting ready for another deployment, so I have not had the spare time. Um, but I wanted to see kind of what the reception was with this. And then hopefully when I get home uh, early next year, I'll be able to start a, a second one. There's still so many out there and they're getting published all the time. So if this is well received and uh, can do well, then I'll pick another organization to work with and hopefully get to make a second one. Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk about the um, what are the benefits of doing these workouts, I, I, we all we all know exercise is good, but I mean, right. let's get a little deeper. I mean, what are the benefits? So I, I think a lot there's a lot of different answers to this, but the what I like most about it is if you're doing these quote unquote the right way, you're getting a group of people together. Um, you are not letting somebody's memory die. You are taking the time to read about them. Maybe um, we recently at my command did one for a. a a uh, brother we lost a few years ago and his friends came and talk. His um, fiance has come to speak to us before and even participate in the workout. And um, it's time to share stories and time to honor that person's memory. And then time to do something that you're giving your time to their memory. And so for a lot of people, uh, it, it's part of a healing process. And even as the years go by, I think they're seeing that nobody has forgotten. You know, we say never forget all the time, um, but that nobody has forgotten. They still care. Um, you're still recognizing to the family and friends and their loss. And um, I really do think it plays into the, the healing process for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I've noticed as I've done them is there is such a sense of camaraderie and support. Uh, I think that's probably common with the whole CrossFit culture. Would you agree with that? Yeah, ab absolutely. I will say um, 
in in doing a lot of research, I rarely see negativity in the CrossFit community. Um, there is that sense of togetherness, the sense of camaraderie, um, and working together towards a common goal is pretty. I, I see a lot, and so I think especially with these workouts, they've never been framed as anything less than being very difficult. Um, you know, just participate, finish the workout, give it your maximum effort, and you're good to go. So I, you know, I talk in the beginning of the book too about like scaling the workouts and doing what you can. And I, I've seen videos of, of, you know, grandmas doing memorial workouts because they just want to participate. And I, I love that acceptance that there's nobody going, well, you can't lift 135 pounds overhead, so you're not going to participate yeah. today. Yep. It is really, truly about your maximum effort and how you can honor that individual. And I really love that. Yeah, and there's there is such a I know my wife was very nervous because she did it with me for the first time this year, and she yeah. was she was basically getting embarrassed before we ever even got there, before we left to even go to the gym. And I was like, you cannot worry about this. And believe me, there are people there of all weights, all skill levels, um, all different types of physical shape, and and, and everybody nobody cares. Nobody's going to be singling you out. And sure enough, I mean, there, yeah, there's people that struggle big time, but you know, you have that extra, you know, that extra drive to push it for this person, you know, for this hero. So it's really, it's really an awesome thing to see. Yeah, I, uh, I was, I was speaking to one of the moms uh, a couple weeks ago, and prior to me speaking to her, she didn't know that there was a memorial workout for her son because it was two of his work associates, I think, that filed the workout for him. And uh, she just, she made me laugh in an email. She goes, um, this workout looks really, really hard, but I'm training up. I'm going to do it. You know, she put a little smiley face. And <laughs> she was she was so excited about it. And I just I just love that. You know, his mom wanted to get involved and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does nothing but good. I mean, it can motivate people to actually, you know, get up off the couch and do something. So there's always there's a benefit right there. And then just the how great you feel after an intense workout. I mean, you, you know, anybody that's done an intense workout knows that it's it's a beautiful feeling and uh you know i remember the first time i did the jag two weight so it was the first crossfit i'd ever done my friend from the gym was asking me because he was a crossfitter was like okay do you want to do the prescribed weight i was like what, what are you talking about what is that he said you want <laughs> do you want to do what the workouts calls or do you want to scale it down lighter i said well no way i'm going to do what the workout calls i had no idea what i was asking for <laughs> and um and i exercise regularly but you know, lifting over a 70 plus pound kettlebell, two of them over my shoulders, that's, that is daggum hard to do. In fact, it's actually too hard for my, my, I've got what we call fairy shoulders. <laughs> but I mean, and I didn't realize too that I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have to do all 28 pull-ups right now. I can, I can do two. I can jump down a minute. I can do two more, but I kind of had it in my head where I've got to do all 28 right in a row. And I know that's how it's set up, but how many people can do 28 streak pull-ups twice, two different times? <laughs> Not many, that's yeah. for sure. Especially after you've done everything else and you got to do 28 again. So after I'd done it a few times, I realized, okay, I'm not going to get any help. I'm just going to have to get to the point where I'm doing two pull-ups at a time, but I'll get all of them. And Absolutely. so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. There is so much support. And I've got a good friend that does it every time we do it, and it never fails. He always goes back out and finishes with somebody else after he's already finished. Oh yeah. So and we, when we do them at our command, I always love that. Uh, they'll, they'll give a big, somebody will go hoo ya and yell the, you know, the, the person who's being honored, they'll yell their name and the whole crowd will just all of a sudden go that much harder and yell back hoo ya. And it's just, 
it's there's definitely a, a spiritual sense of well-being that comes from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you look around. I've did, I've done this. I look around and see all these people on a Saturday morning is when I've done it. And none of the, okay, uh, like 0.1% of them knew my brother. And they're they're working their butt off, sweating for somebody they don't know. They're very uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's incredible what people will do to support others. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, what else, Carter? Uh, anything else in closing about the book or about you or your your future? Uh, no. I mean, this has been it's. I have to say, it has been a really rewarding process. I um I was geo batched at the time I was writing the book, and it was um difficult for me to write these stories. It was surrounding myself with a lot of sadness. Um, I mean, these are all stories about death and loss and, um, but it was equally rewarding at the end. I not only learned so much about military culture, again, Navy Brad, I don't know anything about the army or the Marine Corps, you know, learning about them. Um, and really getting into these stories, it's, and, and then speaking to the family members, it's been an absolute honor. Um, I'm so excited to see that it's actually come to something and that it's actually going to help, somebody somewhere somehow and uh you know raise awareness it's just been as awesome i'm glad to have done it well i think uh, what you did i like how you said at first how you were doing all these workouts but they were only benefiting yourself and so you found a way to benefit many more people by the book and by donating the proceeds to the special operations warrior foundation uh i mean the, the really i cannot say enough good things about this book i love it it's it's like a reference book but it's also a book that you can you can read front to back too. And I mean, this is, this is one that I I shared it on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page uh, a week or two ago. And, um, you know, definitely a lot of people liked it and I'll do anything I can to promote it because it's, it's worth it. And it's, it's, shoot, it's not expensive. I mean, it's a great book. You've done a good thing. Well, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you putting the word out. I think, um, we're just one week out. It's our one week anniversary from release, and it's uh, it's doing okay. It could it could use a little more love, but it's getting out there. Yeah, we got to get the word out, and so hopefully with my few subscribers, we can get the word out too. But I'll I'll put it out online as well. Uh, what is your Instagram account? Uh, so my Instagram account is the real Carter Henry, and uh, we are trying to get the hashtag moving uh, for the hero workouts. Surprisingly, that hasn't been used yet. So we're uh, trying to get people to tag themselves doing the workouts. And um, if they'll tag me, I'll definitely promote them, promote them back just getting started. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely uh, need, need pictures of people using the book and putting it to good work. So. Good, good. Well, I'll try to send you something. Of course, that means I've got to figure out my Instagram account and use it, So, which I've, I don't know if I've rarely done. But, but um, I'll, I'll get on that. And um, please let me know when you do the Jag 2-8. Yeah, that sounds great. I think the dogs are ready for this to be over. So thank you very much. It was an honor speaking with you, Carter. I appreciate it. Thanks again.